the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, vegetarians can celebrate the fact that Panda Express has added an orange chicken to their menu made with plant-based Beyond Meat. Second, this could be your dream job. McCormick, based in Baltimore, has an opening for... A director of taco relations. This is not a fake job. It is not a contest. It's a real (laughs) position. You keep up on the latest taco trends and develop new recipes, and it pays $100,000 a year. Wow. And that's an important position because taco technology has really advanced in Mm -hmm. the the past few years. Like those Dorito-flavored taco shells. Oh, my gosh. I haven't tried one yet. Cool. Those are good. Okay. You said, by the way, McCormick was in Baltimore, my Mm -hmm. hometown. They used to be... Right downtown at the Inner Harbor, which made going to the Inner Harbor even more fun because depending on what they were making, it would smell. Oh, how fun. Just awesome. But then they moved out to the suburbs. So you don't, get uh, okay. don't get that smell downtown. I vote anymore. for Cinnamon Day. Cinnamon Day? That's oh, the day yeah. I'd want to walk downtown. Well, for some reason, that's always what it would smell like. No yeah. matter what they would be like, oh, they're making, must be making cinnamon today. Who knows what they were making? <laughs> I was making breakfast the other day. My wife, boy, she just cooks like crazy, takes care of her family like nobody's business. So if I'm home on a you know, weekend morning, I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll make breakfast. What do you want? So I made pancakes for everybody. And she can't just sit and enjoy someone else making pancakes. She has to comment <laughs> on Ooh. the process, including... Which items need to be washed after using them and which ones don't? There's one that I did not wash that I still to this moment say you shouldn't wash it. And she says you should. We'll talk about it next. Now, y'all know normally if when it comes to stuff to do in the kitchen, I would not argue with my wife. I would say like whatever she says goes. But on this one, we got to agree to disagree. About washing something? About washing something. I was making pancakes the other morning and part of the recipe was like a third a cup water. So I get out the measuring cup and I put the flour in one measuring cup and the water in the other because it just makes a mess if you do both in one. Right. So I, third cup water, put it in, and I dried it and put it right back. Oh, in yeah. There. Mm-hmm. And Tracy's like, water. you got to wash that. And I said, why? And she goes, you used it. I said, it was just water. I'm going to wash it with soap and water. Why would I wash this after? And she's like, I'm telling you, it's a good practice. If you use it, you should wash it no matter what it is. And that way you don't go wrong. Wash it. Oh, she would think I'm gross because I wouldn't have washed it. Well, here's the thing. If I ever bring in anything to eat from my house, like goodies or something, you know, treats, mm-hmm. you guys can rest assured. <laughs> it's clean kitchen. They she came, would pass a health inspection. They came from a kosher kitchen. <laughs> However, I was just like, what? A measuring cup that you used for water needs to be washed. Never heard of that before. I'm sure there's a mom somewhere that's, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you got it. If you, if you use it, you got to wash it. That's the rule of the kitchen, no matter what. If you look at it, put it in the washing machine. <laughs> we just want to be sure. But I was, I was a little like, okay, I'm doing this because I love you, honey, <laughs> not because I think it's the right thing. <laughs>
One of my favorite features on social media is Facebook memories when they oh, come yeah. up. I think Instagram yes. should add them too. And uh, I, w- I, I just had a memory come up that is so sweet. And it's probably something you do with your kids. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So I don't know about you, but I really love Instagram. But my favorite feature of all the social medias is Facebook memories because it's just like a little treat every morning. Yeah, like, and, and you and you look way younger in your memories <laughs> yeah. than, you, than you do now. Yeah, right? you had to point that out. But I, I don't had, mean you. I mean all of us. <laughs> yeah. All of us do. I had one pop up today, and these are the ones that kill me because um, it's just a reminder of how fast kids grow up. Yeah, and it's me tucking in my niece Ava. This was six years ago today. Oh wow! And I did that huh. thing that my dad did to me, where you press on your back or your chest, and you go, and then the kid makes a noise like ah, uh, and then and when you, you press, it goes, she's laughing her head off. And people stop doing that to and, you. Yeah, <laughs> you're wild. So because this is to put it in perspective of how fast kids grow up. Yeah, this was six years ago today. Ava is starting high school soon. No. She would not want me to do the thing to her probably at this point. Okay, just stop. It it goes by (laughs) so fast. It makes me almost weepy when I see these memories come up. And then uh, her big sister is starting her senior year of high school. Mm. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. No. So they're, they're both in high school at the same time. Yeah, they're yeah. going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had three in high school all at once. Oof. Oh, wow. We had three in middle school. That was even worse than high school. Wow. Yeah. Drama with a capital <laughs> D, capital R, capital A, capital M, and a capital A. Wow, that, that is quick. She's starting high school? No way. Yeah, I can't believe it. Wow. Your days of being cool, Aunt Taylor, are numbered. Oh, they're gone already. <laughs> all right, so uh, this is fun. Taylor is just telling that story um, from Facebook Memories. About you and your niece. Yeah, I was tucking her into bed and I was doing that thing where you press on a... I was pressing on her back mm-hmm. and you, the child you goes... This is the audio of Taylor doing that with her niece. How many years ago? Six years Six ago? Six years ago today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the laugh is great, but it sounds more like you're smothering her or something. <laughs> She kind of had her face buried in her pillow or stuffed animal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss those days. What I wouldn't give to just go back for one day. Yeah, she's going to be thrilled that you were playing that on the radio, by the way. I know. She's starting high school and I'm playing her. I learned, uh, yeah. (laughs) Doing that. Middle school years were when my, my kids started going, Dad. And then right before high school is when they started going, Dad. Don't. <laughs> Do not talk about me on your show. I remember that. I was like, what? Why right. can't we talk about and this? I still to this day, usually if I tell a story about my kids, I won't name the child. I'll say one of my kids yeah. <laughs> to try to give that yeah. little bit of anonymity. But if she heard that, you're going to be in trouble. Do you like to clean or is it a chore that you just kind of dread or got to do right? Wait till you hear what's fueling a clean craze when it comes to our home. TikTok. Yep. Cleaning videos are getting millions and millions of views. Several influencers have created a spotless home improvement, (laughs) sharing cleaning hacks that use like shaving cream to defog a mirror. Who knew? You can use, yeah, shaving cream will defog a mirror. Uh, You can use baby oil in the sink to repel water and keep it shiny. I saw, I got this ready for you guys the other day. 
So I used coconut oil. I rubbed it with a paper towel all over my sink. And it made it super shiny and it really does repel the water. It's pretty cool. (laughs) I didn't have any baby oil, so I I used coconut oil. Why do you want your sink to repel water? I don't. So it doesn't get all dull looking like a metal sink. I have Uh, a metal one. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. For Uh, some reason, I was thinking bathroom sink. This one, I really love this idea. Okay, you know how the top of your kitchen cabinets are so hard to clean? They're way up there. You line them with old newspaper, and then after a while, when they get dusty, you just gently throw away the newspaper. Voila, the top is dusted. Hmm. Um, And I'm not even a TikTok person, but I'm so intrigued. Um, This one, get this. It shows you how to remove furniture marks in your carpet with an iron and a cloth. Because you know how you move into a new house that someone else lived in, and you can see where their where furniture the sofa was. was. Where yeah, yeah. It shows you how to get rid of Using that. Using an iron and a cloth. Yeah. Huh. Look that up before you just start doing it. <laughs> Would hate for you to ruin your carpet. Well, Taylor said to iron it. It'd be fine. We were talking about those TikTok cleaning hacks. Yeah. Do you yeah. know someone like maybe a couple? They're so clean. Like you can't imagine. A life that clean. Right. You could eat off their floors, but they get mad at you. Right. (laughs) I know someone like that. And the biggest intimidation is when they come to stay at my home. I'll tell you what happened in just a minute. Who knew that TikTok would create a clean craze nationwide? But I'm telling you, some of these videos are so addictive because you're like, oh, really? Would that work? It's like somebody pulling a Biore strip off their nose. Yes. <laughs> so fascinating. You gotta look. But um, it's so funny. There's a couple that I know. And I think that's the key to having the, these houses where you can eat off the floor is the husband and the wife have to be equally neat nicks and in love with cleaning if it's mm-hmm. only one of you you're always cleaning up after the other one so what who this couple is is my sister sarah and her husband doug and they know this about them so if she was listening to this break i would be fine okay she usually listens in her kindergarten classroom you would which might openly be describe them both as over the top neat nicks. oh i've never seen cleaner people more organized there's their label maker is probably one of their most prized possessions. <laughs> like they have labels to like right. hats, gloves, scarves, you know, because they live in Michigan. Right. They have cut deep conversations about honey. What kind of font do you think we should use on the label maker in the bathroom? <laughs> so it's a big decision. Think they, about it. <laughs> they come to visit our new house. Like it's new to us. It's not a new house. Okay. But we got we finally moved and we're giving them a little tour of the house. And they both start asking me questions. That I can't answer because it's, oh, wow, how do you clean that? And I'm like, I don't know because it's never crossed my mind that I I need to clean that. We just got it. I've never used it. (laughs) (laughs) And one of them was the tops of the kitchen cabinets. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at my brother-in-law and I was like, "Uh, I don't know. People clean up there? (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly how I reacted. And he goes, do you want me to do it for you? And I went... Sure. He never did, but he was having some trouble with his eye when he uh-huh. had some eye pain. That's a long story. But um, <laughs> now there's all these things in my house that I never dreamed of ever cleaning. So what you're saying is you're, you're they in, brought it up. You're intimidated to have them over because yes. they are super clean for you. It kind of like oh, yeah. inviting a gourmet chef over for dinner. Yes. Like, why would I even bother? Right. It's and, But they were out of town guests. They needed a place to stay. So I did my best, <laughs> but apparently... <laughs> 
my best wasn't good enough. No, you're like, that, were, yeah, you're like that old time. song. Okay, my best, my, my best. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> and my sister said she doesn't really see dirt at other people's homes at all. Like, just it's only your own house. But the fact wait, that wait, they were like, she, how do you clean that? Did she say something like, all those dust bunnies in the corner, I can help you take care no, of those. No, she did but not. But I don't see dirt in other people's <laughs> she house. She didn't, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> Would you do anything to help someone you love? Of course, right? Coming up, check out this relationship between two sisters. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Would you be willing to do anything to help someone you love? Check out the relationship between these two sisters. Billy Joe and Bobby Joe are twins from Illinois. Back when they were only seven years old, Billy Joe had leukemia. So Bobby donated her bone marrow to save her life. Fast forward to now that they're adults, Bobby helped Billy again by helping her become a mom. You see, Billy also battled breast cancer a few years ago and beat it too, along with the leukemia, but the chemo made it almost impossible for her to have a baby. Hmm. So Bobby donated her eggs and Billy has a healthy baby girl now. Aww. All because of her twin sister. Wow. And I bet you the baby looks a lot like her because they're identical twins. Right. No kidding. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No kidding. So our family, we have five dogs. So any way we can save money at the vet, we're going to do it. Whether you have one dog, five dogs, a cat, a parakeet or whatever, you know, vet bills can be really, really expensive. Um, so, Marco, um, we thought he was having a little bit of a UTI, a urinary tract infection. So, a friend of ours said, oh, don't take him in for an office visit because they'll charge you for the office visit and the test. Just follow him out there when he's got to go and and catch it. So, we're out in the front yard and I got this Ziploc baggie and these and big Your wife rub, wanted you to use a ladle, a well, soup ladle. Well, I found out the ladle. She goes, no, the ladle advice was because if you were by yourself. You can't hold the leash and a Ziploc baggie, so you ah, hold, the, hold the leash and the see? ladle. So it made, Brilliant. It made sense, yeah. Um, so I'm out there with the Ziploc baggie. I get it. I'm super proud of myself. And Tracy, boom, got right in the car, went to the vet, dropped it off for testing. Um, apparently, there's a little something in the uh, sample. Uh, but because they didn't take the sample themselves, they can't verify 100% that it's accurate. So, Tracy's at the vet right now with Marco, paying for the office visit. Does she have to pay for two urine tests now, too? I would imagine we do. So, our big... So, you cost yourself yes, we more. Cost ourselves oh, more I'm money so sorry. By doing the Ziploc baggy uh, thing. You know and, what? Um, my husband... And we have knows. no idea what she said. She texted me at the vet right now. Marco is shaking. Aw, poor little he Marco. Like, he doesn't like the vet. Who would? I get yeah. like that when I go to the doctor. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. My husband, Glenn, when our dog has her annual exam, yeah. he always makes sure to bring the um, <clears throat> that kind of sample you need for an annual Yeah. so that she doesn't have to deal with the, the discomfort yeah. of them getting it. I'm talking about number two, uh, by the way. Yeah. Do you guys do the same thing? <laughs> yes. You bring it yourself? Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you forget, you feel like the worst pet parent in the world. <laughs> you're putting then your they're dog like, oh, that. whoa, what's going on? Oh. Hello. Hello. I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've lost a loved one, you know that the memory of them, can it can hit you out of the blue. Oh, Just yeah. driving down the road, you hear a song or you see something that makes you go, oh, my gosh, that was so much, mm. whoever it is that you lost. Yeah. And, I, and I've been dealing with that with my mom uh, for the past year, I haven't had any like a big one. I mean, when she first passed away, it was really, really hard. But I haven't had a huge, like dark time of grieving. 
But every now and then, something will come up that just reminds me so much of her. And uh, this is weird. Stick with me on this one. I'm listening to an, an audio book, and they were describing in this book the late singer Luther Vandross. I don't know if you guys remember him. Probably most famous song was Dance With My Father about his late dad. Um, but anyhow, the, the author described him as being able to embrace the extravagance of the moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, you just described my mom. If that, if I had to come up with one line to describe my mom, that would be That's her. Cool. And I got this specific image in my in my mind. My mom is from Baltimore, Maryland, and she was she was super proud of three things: being a follower of Jesus, being Polish, and being from Baltimore. Those are the three <laughs> things you need to know about her. And she embraced everything that all three of those had to offer. And the thing that came to mind for me was Baltimore on, on Fridays, they call them purple Fridays and people celebrate the Baltimore Ravens. You go around Baltimore, the whole town is done up in purple, including my mom from head to toe. I'm not kidding you. (laughs) She had purple shoes, purple socks, purple pants, purple shirt, and a purple fedora that I think was part of a Halloween costume. And Every Friday in the fall and the winter, she would go around town decked out head That's to toe so in purple. Cool. And I had the privilege of going around with her a couple of times when she did that. And people would stop her and tell her, oh, my gosh, you look so great. I bet you they wanted a selfie with her when social media oh, came along. Them. Plenty yeah. of them. But here's the, the funny thing is, my mom didn't know anything about football. <laughs> Nothing. She just knew it was she, a, t- a chance she'd to be festive. She'd root for the team, right? She'd hope they win, but she mm-hmm. had no idea what was going on on the field. She just loved dressing up, head to toe That's in purple, so being the center of attention, and, quote, embracing the extravagance of the moment. So think about this for a minute. If you're a mom, are you a mom that plays video games? Do you think many moms do? Mm. We're going to talk about it next. Okay, so this is an interesting question. Are you a mom who likes to play video games? Typically, we think of a gamer as a young guy with a headset staying up all hours of the night competing with people all over the world, right? Yeah. But believe it or not, mom is a gamer. A new survey revealed over two-thirds of moms play video games, but they don't refer to themselves as gamers, of course. Uh, Most moms are playing their games on their phones, and they play at least once a week. Close to 75% play games on their phones every single day. Here's what I would like I to know. I had no idea. From, from the lady's perspective, my daughter, April, will watch her boyfriend play video games. I'm like, is that in- incredibly boring for Are you? Are you serious? She's like, no, I learned a lot about the game and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, I'm, I'm wondering how many ladies now with your husbands or whatever, or maybe you're dating, do you watch the your guy play video games and it to me that sounds like watching paint dry that <laughs> sounds is, so boring to me but she's like oh no no i, I learned a lot it's pretty interesting well i know don't they you watch video games on tv like you watch competitions that's a thing i think that would be incredibly boring too <laughs> so what, what, how's it going in your house your relationship is that is that something that you do do you watch each other playing video games okay so taylor we'll we'll both admit we're not a part of the gaming world right all of my kids, even though they grew up without them, we were staunch, no video game people now that they're, quote, adults and can make their own decisions. They're all playing video games. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow, it's that popular. My huh? daughter, April, though, said that she watches her boyfriend playing video games and she says it's fun. And I'm just like, Ugh. it'd be like watching paint dry to me. So what are you guys doing in your house with the whole gaming situation? Does you have one player or are both of you playing? How do you do it? 
Hey, Tamara, we're talking about gaming and something I was surprised. My daughter will watch her boyfriend play video games and she says, oh, no, it's interesting. It's fun. Sounds like watching paint dry to me. What what happens in your relationship? I actually play the video games with my husband. Did it start with you watching him or have you always played together? It started with me watching him. And when I would talk to him, he would go, shh, shh. And I got tired of not being able to talk to him because he was playing the game. So I decided to play the game. And when he would talk to me, I would go, <laughs> oh my gosh. For y'all, it started him playing, and then the only way that you could get a word in edgewise was to play with him. That's funny. <laughs> exactly. So, and we have to have a headset in the same room in order to talk to each other because <laughs> I can't have both TVs going at the same Has time. Has it helped your relationship? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Um, we did not get along at all while he's playing video games for a long period of time. So, in order to build the relationship, and when we first got married, he didn't play a video game at all. He went into the Army. He came back. He played video games. It was a whole different person. So no I had kidding. to learn to adapt in order to keep the relationship going. Wow. That Good was for the way you. To do it. Yeah. Hey, Jenny, it's Kevin and Taylor. So this conversation all started because we thought supposedly a lot of women moms are playing video games. But in your family, it's your sons with their dad. It is. It's a way that they stay connected. When they were little, my husband had to play a game before they could play it, like and make sure it was clean. And so they've just enjoyed video games over the year. Now they all live in different cities. But they play something called Age of Empires through the computer, and they're all connected, and they can talk to each other. So huh. it's just a great way to stay connected over the miles. So pretty cool. How that often do they mean. get together and play? They try about once a month. Mm-hmm. But you know how schedules are. Do you ever feel left out because they've got this thing that you know, you're know you not a part of? Oh, no. I think mom's always like that little moment to watch a chick flick or a girlfriend or something. It's your alone time. I mean, finally. I'd like them to play more often, frankly. (laughs) Do not get me wrong. I love my boys. I say I have three because my husband counts as one, but... It's okay. It's their thing, and it's important they have something that they do with their dad. You sound like that character from Saturday Night Live, the Brooklyn gals. Remember them? And the, the girl would go, she'd go, I love them. I love them, but I'm going to kill them. But I love them. <laughs> that, hey, that can be true, yes. Are you like me? You're, you're a sucker for a good love story. This one is so sweet, and it reminds me of the part of wedding vows where it's in sickness and in health. Only this is a love story between two birds that mate for life. I don't know if you knew that about, you know, you know that about mallard ducks, but apparently wild Canadian geese, they mate for life too. And these people in Massachusetts found this goose, this man goose, they're calling him Arnold. And Arnold had two fractures in his leg. And they're like, he's not going to survive. We don't do surgery and rehab him and help him through this. So they take him into the the vet clinic, and all of a sudden they hear this tapping at the door. They're like, someone's trying to knock on the door. Who is that? And it was Arnold's duck wife, goose wife. (laughs) And she was trying to get in, like, hey, you've got my husband in there. Let me in. And so they let her, right outside a sliding glass door, Mm -hmm. watch the entire surgery. She didn't move. She stayed standing there. And now he's got several weeks of re- rehab and he, she like, you know, like communicates with him through the glass door. And like, if they open the door, she'll like 
take a little bit of his food when she's not eating grass. And like, she's not leaving his side. She will not leave the clinic until Arnold is freed. Isn't that the sweetest (laughs) love story between two geese in sickness and in health? (laughs) I just love this story. There's video and everything. You can see them. Like, she's like, how are you doing today, babe? I wonder how Arnold feels about all this. He's like, oh my gosh. Just give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Could you pull the blinds for just a minute? (laughs) Are you putting yourself in Arnold's shoes? No, not at all. But I'm just wondering, how does Arnold feel? Yeah, I I think he feels very loved. Yeah? Yeah, and he's going to be okay. They had to remove a little bit of the webbing between one of his, what they call fins? What are they called? His feet. When he comes out, we'll be like, his geese feet. I'm not the goose that you used to know. But I love you anyway. I've lost, <laughs> lost some of my webbing. <laughs> I still think you're handsome, Arnold. <laughs> Is that your goose voice? Yes. That's all I could come up with on the fly. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Just the fact that you spontaneously thought imitating a goose voice was necessary at that moment is really funny. Yeah, I don't know. Arnold, you're, you'll always be handsome to me, no matter how much webbing you lose. I don't care if you lose all your feathers. You're still my Arnold. I wonder if geese have that. Like, is there male pattern feather loss? <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Are you one of the many employees who has had to work extra hard to cover for positions that haven't been filled uh, that's my niece. She's in that situation right now. So coming up, check out the way this boss showed his appreciation for the employees who are working their tails off. Are you one of the many employees who has had to work extra hard to cover for positions that haven't been filled? That's exactly what my niece Tabitha is going through. Like they said, don't expect to take any time off this summer at the mm. restaurant where she's a waitress. Wow. Well, this is pretty cool. This boss decided to show how grateful he was by holding an employee appreciation day. Talking about Heavenly Pizza in Finley, Ohio. He took in 6300 in sales and $1,200 in tips one day. And the owner, Josh, did not keep a penny. Hmm. Instead, he gave it all to his employees who ended no up earning close to 80 bucks an hour per shift that day. All of them had never seen that kind of generosity in their entire lives. Wow. Go, Josh. That is just awesome. Think back to when you were a kid, or maybe you have little kids right now, and you're showing them all those great movies that you grew up with, that you loved. Are there any movies from back in your childhood that that don't bring up pleasant memories, that all the other kids love, but they traumatized you? Let's talk about that next. I don't know if I was a weird kid or not, but I still don't like scary movies. As an adult, I do not like horror movies, scary movies. My kids will tease me because they love them. They love that feeling of being like, ah! I hate that. I like suspense, but not horror. And there was a movie when I was a kid. Maybe you have one. We'd love to hear from you that traumatized you when you were a kid. For me, the movie that traumatized me, and I still will not watch it to this day. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang terrorized me. I've never seen it. Is it a Disney movie? Yeah, and the, I think it is. I don't know, but it's a musical, and it was done with uh-huh. uh, uh, right after uh, Mary Poppins. Okay, and it starred Dick Van Dyke, and it was a musical and stuff. But they they they, they take this magical flying car to a land where kids are outlawed, and there's a guy who goes around. He's called 
the child catcher, and he's really creepy Ew. looking, and he's got a net, and then yeah, and I mean that's a just, terrible premise. Yes, I mean it's it's talking <laughs> about stranger danger. Good night. <laughs> You know, your parents run around telling you that stranger danger, avoid stranger, and then they give you a movie where there's a guy literally <laughs> running around doing that. What wow. were they thinking? Oh, this it's will like, be a wonderful family maybe film. Maybe they need to put a parental <laughs> warning on the movie. I think I'm the only one that was traumatized by that, though, because everyone was, oh, yeah, what a great movie. It was such a fun movie. No. Wow. <laughs> it left a mark. <laughs> I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. So do you have a movie that, like for me, it was... Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, bang, bang. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. No. Just say no to Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang. What was it for you that traumatized you as a movie as a kid? Sorry, Anna, we're talking about movies that just traumatized us as kids. For me, it was Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang. What, what was it for you? Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Boy, that's just a freak show, huh? <laughs> yes, it is. I can't even, I don't know, I can't even put myself together to even watch the newer version with Johnny Depp. I, I just don't want to do it. I can't. <laughs> Crazy. It really was. Very traumatizing. Tawana, how about you? What movie freaked you out as a kid? It was about the birds. The birds. I, I think that was the name of it. it oh, was the about Alfred the Hitchcock movie, The Birds. They, oh, that's a creepy movie. Tawana could never watch Sesame Street. Big Bird just freaked her out. <laughs> I like Big Bird. I like Big Bird, but I don't like The Blackbird. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.